This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency. Hello and welcome. This is the Territory Story Podcast News Bites. I'm Peter Gowers. We're going to head now to the bunker of the uh, NT Independent online newspaper. Let's talk to the editor, Chris Walsh. How are you, Walshy? Hey, I'm good, Pete. Good to see you again. I'm in a busy, busy week here. Uh, yeah, usual, but Parliament's back, budget, all that stuff. So we've been kind of running crazy today. I bet. And uh, what's making news? Yeah, well, very eventful just Wednesday here today. So we'll discuss <laughs> that a little bit. Uh, yeah, look, we're still trying to get some details on this issue that uh, that came out of a, of a of say, airboat. It's called an airboat crash on the Bino Harbor. Uh, well, in the Bino region, I guess. And part of that is the uh, top end safari camp uh, at the Bino Bush Resort. Now, that's Matt Wright's top end safari camp. So there's been an incident right. involving a uh, an airboat. NT WorkSafe said in the statement it was notified an airboat used for a tourist cruise crashed in the Bino region around 11.15 a.m. Wednesday morning. NT WorkSafe inspectors currently at the incident site and have commenced an inquiry into the incident to determine the appropriate regulatory response. Spokesman said, meanwhile, we know that two people are in hospital, uh, two women we understand with injuries, oh, one wow. to their head, one to their leg. Yeah. Uh, not sure on the, their status at this point, but um, you know we're, we're we're trying to get more details, and I'm sure that'll happen in the coming hours and day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, look, and um, I think they had a spokesman from this top end safari camp on confirmed the incident at Sweets Lagoon on the property about 110 kilometers southwest of Darwin at Bino. Uh, they said we will be working with authorities to review the incident in due course. At the moment, our focus is exclusively on supporting those passengers and staff involved, an unknown spokesperson said. So CareFlight flew two women to Royal Darwin Hospital. Uh, like I said, we're trying to get more details on all of that. But of course, you know, anything that's involving Matt right here these days, uh, you're guaranteed to get a lot of reads. People are interested in that. And of course, uh, separate from this, of course, entirely separate is those charges that he's currently facing in connection to the uh, helicopter crash that claimed the life of Chris Wilson, his uh, mm. his friend and uh, co-star in uh, those uh, television programs that Matt Wright makes. Uh, and um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's still facing those charges. He was formally charged with attempting to pervert the course of justice, making threats to witnesses, destroying and fabricating evidence, unlawful entry to a building and dwelling, making a false declaration and issuing threats in relation to a criminal investigation in connection to that helicopter crash in West Arnhem Land. Uh, of course, last year, two others uh, also charged in connection with the fatal cra- crash, helicopter pilot Mick Burbage and former police officer Neil Mellon. They've both been charged with similar offenses. All three men, of course, are fighting the charges. And and yeah. um, we'll see where that goes. Of course, not, not a lot happening on that front now. I know Wright's kind of sent some comments to, uh, or did an interview with News Corp for some yeah. reason. Uh, there was you a little that. Yeah, puzzling here early in the week, and he made some accusations. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think we're full, at least all the facts of everything wasn't fully um, uh, reviewed 
in that report. Right. But uh, look, we're, we'll sit back and we'll wait. And, um, you know, all this stuff will come out in court. Meanwhile, you know, just going back to what's happening in this top end Bino resort there. Yeah. Um, we do all definitely hope that these women, these two women who are injured recover. Uh, but mm. yeah, it's going to be a lot more, um, you know, scrutiny on, on him and his, uh, dealings there. And, you know, he says that he's a very hands-on, uh, boss yeah. and he's involved with everything. So we'll see now what, what happened in this instance here today on Wednesday morning out of that camp and, yeah, uh, yeah see what happened. Those airboats, they're those ones, those uh, massive kind of oversized fan on the back of them, aren't they? Yeah, I believe so, but I'm not okay. an expert in that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that sounds right to me. Crazy. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wait to get some more information out of that one. Chris, what, what else is making news? Oh, you know, Pete, uh, just more madness in Parliament, as I mentioned. Um, <laughs> You know, this this place is just, <laughs> you know, you can't make this stuff up. We say that a lot. Yeah. Um, but here you go. You've got, um, so today, uh, Robin Lamley brought forward uh, a motion under general business, and this was to get the government to recognize that there's a crime crisis going on in Alice Springs because we're okay. not sure that they do acknowledge to it. Yeah, like we all know this. Uh, it's very hard to determine whether or not they're aware of that when they haven't done anything to fix anything and all that time. Yeah. And, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about the budget in a minute, but, um, yeah, not a lot in there for community safety and, uh, and crime prevention stuff going ahead. Now, there's a lot of stuff for their kind of uh, rhetoric around. That's how you pronounce the word, sorry, rhetoric. I had to, I just got to say this, Nicole Madison, all day in parliament, at least on two occasions said, well, you all have heard my rhetoric oh, around. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twice. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a bit like when um, Jessica Malboy got up at the ARIA Awards quite a few years ago and she was talking about the debut album from this <laughs> artist. And after the third time I said, does she mean debut album? And <laughs> she did. Yeah, yeah. You Madison did territory it. education, man. Yeah, exactly. Madison did it twice today. Anyway, um, yeah, so what had brought, well, what had, what had come up? So you had Robin Lemley, the independent member for Erloon down there in Alice, so she wants the government to recognize and observe that, that there is a crisis going on and they need yep. to do something about it. So anyway, she, she started bringing up... Um, well, some stuff that made the government uncomfortable, that made labor uncomfortable, mm. including, uh, you know, labor's acceptance of criminals, including a child rapist in its highest ranks, which she said explained why labor is ignoring crime. Oh, so, okay. yeah, so that upset some people. But she, she brought forward this motion. Um, she then had or the government then had Speaker Mark Monaghan basically shut her down when she brought up what she called, well, Labor's "quote unquote" values and acceptance of criminals in it in its ranks. She referenced convicted child rapist Kent Rowe, which we know a lot about, uh, and the newly elected Arafur MLA, Manuel Brown, who was convicted for killing a woman with his car in 2009, and then lied about his actions in a public statement in March ahead of the by-election. Robin Lamley said, this is the Labour Party that can't accept or recognize that we have a crime crisis. I think if you look at this pedophile. This man called Kent Rowe that worked with the Labour Party for many years, and you look at his at this denial of the crime crisis we're facing, there's a direct link. If you can live with a pedophile in your midst, a sexual predator for so long, having heard the allegations, knowing that there were charges laid, and they came out and said nothing at the time, she said uh, 
uh, the member for Arafura, the latest member who was recently elected, Manuel Brown. We all know his history, and I don't really relish in talking about this, but again, this reflects labor values. Uh, this is a man that killed a woman in Catherine. It's on the public record. And all of a sudden, Nicole Madison jumped up to object. She said, it takes a bit to get me fired up, Madison said. But of <laughs> course, coming to the defense of criminals is yeah. enough to get her fired up. And so yeah. she started um, screaming and yelling, wouldn't let uh, uh, Lamley finish. She suggested, she defended Brown, suggesting the car crash that he caused and we know this because he was charged that killed and convicted that killed a woman was an accident and it's still going on with this line uh, despite brown initially being charged with dangerous driving causing death and later being convicted of driving without due care uh yeah and um we know we had raised that issue that he had uh not told them about it, but then Files, when we revealed that story in early March, then Files came out and said, oh yeah, Brown told the party and herself about the crime. Although they never could explain why they did not inform the public about the incident at any time yeah. after announcing him as a candidate. Uh, and of course, Brown later claimed in a public statement that he had rendered first aid to the woman after smashing into her car, but that was refuted by court documents and an eyewitness. Uh, and then of course, we also... And he, couldn't be entered into... Yeah, because of the, it was damaged so bad that the victim was trapped and needed to be extricated with the jaws of life. So, you know, like this, this and they're just not accepting that. They're still not responding to that. Um, and we got more info that we'll get into about what was going on behind the scenes at the RFUR by-election next time, because uh, it's very interesting at who was bankrolling this whole thing, it, it appears. Uh, also, just getting back to that, too, so so there's Madison jumping up. I guess they didn't really say much Well, it can't roll. Well, Emily was talking about Ken Rowe and his disgusting acts. But then, you know, when it got into to Manuel Brown, they they got upset. But, you know, we also had revealed, and it's funny that it was Madison who who just jumped to her feet without thinking, you know, the first one up on the floor to object to Lamley because they knew where Lamley was going. Wait a second. They're yeah. going to get into all the convictions of all of our members here. Um, now, of course, we revealed late last year that Madison's brother, her, her brother knew about the child sex assault allegations against Rowe in 2013. That's when he was running, Ken Rowe was running Miss Madison's election campaign. She had repeatedly refused to say when she was first informed of those allegations against Rowe and what she did with that information. Uh, so Lamley, anyway, um, they were saying, oh, you're, you know, you're bringing up imp imputations, uh, so Lamley attempted to continue her speech at that point after being chastised by Madison and the speaker. Uh, she then brought up member for Daily, Darren Ran Young, who, if you remember, Pete, he verbally assaulted a CLP member outside Parliament House at night in 2021 when he was a Labour staffer, which forced yep. the government to say at the time that he, quote, did not reflect Labour values. But just later that year, pre-selected him for the daily by-election anyway. Yeah, in, a, um, in an amazing turnaround. Yeah, so, and you know, and that was the words they used to. They talked about, no, he doesn't reflect our labor values, but then pre-selected yeah. him. So Monaghan then cuts Lamley off, and she only got to say another line and bring that up. And then uh, Monaghan, the speaker, cuts Lamley off. Uh, continues to say that she's making imputations about labor MLAs. He says the imputation is that the government is full of criminals, he said. That's the imputation you're making, and that is disorderly. If you continue this line, you will be removed. But, I mean, the the people, uh, the one who is in jail, 
the one yeah. who was charged and who's now Convicted. their member, yeah. and the other who is also their member. Uh, yeah. None of what they did is being disputed, right? Yeah, no. It's all on the public record, and that's what uh, Lamley said. Yeah. Well, look, there, there's something about referencing members in Parliament, from what I understand, directly. Okay. I mean, there are other ways around that. But what uh, this was, okay. I think, but what, when, when you see this actually unfold, and what it was was that they did not want to talk. They did not want to hear about their own members' yeah. issues and problems as if it was somehow unparliamentary to bring up these facts right, that are right. facts that are on the public record yeah. and so lamley says this lamley says look the point i'm trying to make here is that there is a question mark over what labor values are uh adding that some labor members had acted in ways that quote don't particularly meet the expectations of the public so given the fact that i've been shut down to talk about just exactly what i would like to illustrate in terms of labor values suffice to say this government is truly bereft of a proper compass when it comes to morals and what's right and wrong I feel strongly that that is reflected in how they manage crime and the crime crisis in the Northern Territory. Uh, so, yeah, and then later to Attorney General Chancey Paik had called her grubby. I don't know. She, he said she was being spiteful and disgusting uh, by raising these issues, uh, despite him even earlier calling her a cretin. Okay. Uh, that seems parliamentary. Um, he would. Yeah, so and then Police Minister Kate Warden uh, said Lamley was being grubby by raising the issues and said she personally and publicly rebuked Rowe's conduct after he was convicted. Yeah, good for her on that one. Um, but still, what, no good note on Floyd Madison, though. Chris, what, yeah, correct. What I would say to, um, in relation to Robin Lamley is she's down there. She's frustrated. She's going through this every day. She, you know, this is happening in her homeland. And mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to sit in Darwin and say, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that and we're reviewing it. And I mean, this this is the whole thing, the platitudes that come out every week. But what people want to see is action. And it was only tonight that, again, in my, in my social media news feed, Action for Alice came through there. And there was a video of a, a young fellow who seemingly had stolen a car and was absolutely trashing it. And... You've only got to go to places like that to see what's going on day in, day out. Mm. I can see th- this is her at her wit's end trying to get their attention and bringing up things like that, which, as I say, it, if it's fact, I'm not sure why it's unparliamentary, but it's you can just tell this is a person who's frustrated because she wants action for her constituents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just, yeah, and yeah, frustrated about that fact that it doesn't seem that there's any action being taken by this government yeah. even to acknowledge the problem, right? Because then it's kind of like what Darren Clark has said down there, you know, you need to acknowledge it. Or I think it was Matt Patterson who said that, isn't it? Like, we want to see this treated with the same um, emergency kind of measures needed that, that were applied during COVID. I mean, this is a yeah. public safety yeah. concern Correct. now. And, um, and, and Labour just seems not to want to do anything. And in fact, so then back to Parliament today, Kate Warden also raised the scandalous actions of the previous CLP government, the Adam Giles government from 2012 oh, to yeah. 16, yeah. as an example of other political parties with problematic members and questionable values, as if that was somehow a defense for how yeah. bad her government's yeah. performing. Exactly. And can, can I just say this too, that, that that was the second time. So she read like the promotional 
blurb on Crocs in the Cabinet and brought up Crocs in the Cabinet and told everybody oh, yeah. to go read Crocs in the Cabinet. Incidentally, Nicole Madison earlier today as well said everybody go read Crocs in the Cabinet. Wow. Now, I just, I would... I'd not love, the anti-independent? Yeah, I would love somebody in that house <laughs> to say the next time one of those idiots brings up the book, say... If you love Crocs in the Cabinet so much, why have you banned its co-author from attending your press conferences? That's why. Yeah, because they know this is that there's be another book yeah. about these guys yeah, and yeah. what these guys have done in PETA. And I've told you this: if Labor continues to, if the longer Labor stays around, the more they reveal about this place and really mm. what it's made of and what they're made of and how they're all interconnected. And you know, more truths about their past is going to come up and. You know, it's hard to, mm. to, to look at them and how they're governing these days and not think that there's some trauma that happened to all of them at some point because they don't even think clearly anymore with this stuff. And mm. we'll get into it anyway next time a bit more. But, uh, yeah, to, 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 to bring up that, that disaster CLP government and say, well, look, they were bad too. I mean, that's not a defense yeah, and they got to start doing their jobs. It's so schoolyard. And the other thing is too, it, it wasn't 12 months ago or 24 <laughs> months ago. You know, it was a decade ago. A long time ago. And yeah. you've been the ones at the helm ever since. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just terrible. Yeah. So uh, right. politics were here. We'll touch on that obviously more on uh, weekends with Walshy. Um, but uh, have you got any joy for us from um, the numbers that have been thrown around? NT Independent, no. get any cash out of it? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want any from this government. We're not the NT News here. We don't need their money. But uh, I'll tell you, um, it was a, it was just a, a really nothing budget. We went through the numbers. Look, everything you expect, and we we, we get into it more. But uh, it, no cost savings. More GST money from the feds is bailing them out, so the deficits aren't as bad. Uh, however, the debt still continues to rise, even though the yeah. deficits aren't yeah. as bad, and they expect it to top $10 billion in two yeah. years. Uh, uh, this government just shows that, anyway, it's just kind of treading water here. They're getting bailed out by, um, by this federal cash, but have not taken any initiatives themselves to do anything to save any money. In fact, I was reading the figures, and it said that by the end of this financial year, uh, what they're forecasting now is that they will be able to have saved one million dollars in operating, like for the, wow. for savings with agencies. One million dollars. What a great effort! <laughs> yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. They're just so bad at managing uh, uh, the economy here and the finances of the place. So, and, and look, that was the other thing that, that kind of came up out of this. Is uh, yeah, and I think even even Lawler later on ABC that night after the budget was released kind of admitting well where there's no way in hell we're going to reach that 40 billion dollar economy by 2030 uh if you look at the numbers here i mean there's a lot of things they don't have in there and like i said we'll get into it in more detail but we know that that's not going to happen very unlikely and and you know and then they tried well we, we ain't high and you know i guess we'll go back now and reassess <laughs> but it's just terrible what they've done like they just haven't been able to do their jobs efficiently or effectively and that's where we're at now today of course as this always happens you had the budget on tuesday the uh, uh opposition's budget reply speech on the wednesday morning mm-hmm. um look i think people thought that leo finacchiaro's speech was um uh, strong enough 
she criticized the government for not making a priority community safety and crime again. We get back to that in the budget. She said you would have expected to see a lot more uh, money to support police, too. And and that really wasn't in there. And that was a big kind of oversight that people were like, what the hell? You've only got a few million or something. It, you don't have anything to attract more police or to retain police. We know they're leaving. Yeah. And we'll get into that, too. But um, so she kind of took aim at that uh, and just their, their poor, uh, you know, financial management stuff. However, it kind of got overshadowed when at the end of that, she said, also, I want you all to uh, to know that. Um, that Bill Yan will now be the shadow treasurer, you know, with the implication there that if they're elected, he would become the treasurer. Uh, now, why yeah. that's interesting, and Nicole Madison will give her credit for that. She she jumped up again on that one and said uh, at the end of the speech, like, you only anointed one member of your team. He must be a special number, she said. Uh, the only thing he has to do to become treasurer is to give loyal and dedicated service for the next 15 months to the leader of the opposition Oh, and get reelected. Uh, now, what she's referencing here is that you remember the story a couple of weeks ago about the uh, no confidence motion. Uh, the story that we broke about uh, the CLP branches bringing forward a vote of no confidence in Leah uh, as their leader. Now, we talked about how the party will do that, and I imagine they will get that up in June at Central Council. The issue here is that it has no power to remove their leader. That would have, have to happen in the parliamentary wing, which also, you know, we know and we went through that was three, three and one. The breakdown, three people yeah. against Leah, yeah. three people for Leah, one person, a lone wolf, if you will, standing off there and not saying where he's going on it. Well, that person's Bill Yan. And today, yeah, today is now named the Shadow Treasurer. So it's really bad politics to to yeah. do that. Um, because it just looked like, well, look, he's the one who's kind of on the fence. I can secure my leadership here if I promise him something. And whether or not that happened or not, it was done so poorly, so poorly. And then either to also to the suggest then, and my team's growing and we have momentum, Leah said, and we're bringing in Chris Civitarizzi, the guy who lost the by-election in Daly a couple of years back. He's going to run again. He's going to, and our team is energized. And it's like, my God, this guy couldn't energize anybody for any reason. (laughs) He's like a staffer there now, which I guess, you know, that seems to be all the rage for what our MLAs are now is political Mm. staffers. Anyway, that was just bizarre, I thought. Um, And Labor, look, they they got some points today on on Leah because how they trotted that out. I mean, the speech was the speech. It was okay. It wasn't great. Um, but then to, to throw in, oh, here's a little deal that I've made with this guy so I can retain my leadership. Yeah, just bad politics, just stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, what we need is actual, yeah, we need more of what they're going to do out there. I even went through that speech again later saying, okay, what is her plan? What's going to differentiate? And there really isn't much in here. This no. is a pretty weak plan, um, for especially for uh, an alternative government, if you will, 15 months out from an election. They're going to have to do yeah. way better than this, what they presented today. So, yeah, yeah politics yeah. and peace style. Yeah, the thing I can glean out of it is they're going to be tougher on crime. Not sure actually <laughs> how they're going to do that, but that's just the yeah catch cry. Uh, yeah, they had some things: more police powers, mandatory sentencing, implementing sentence to a skill for offenders, putting youth justice back in corrections, not raising the age of criminal responsibility. But none of this stuff is like the holistic approach. That I mean, this is just yeah. kind of going back to things that they've done before, and we yeah. need. Yeah. And this look, this stuff probably would have worked six years ago. 
Yeah. It may have worked a lot better than it will now because the problem is so bad now. Like I said, neither party can actually solve this issue alone. We need federal government administrative intervention, if you will. But we need yeah. the feds to, to, to do something and take a part in this because they can't do it. And these, these are old ideas, very old yeah. ideas that are trotting out. So, And they may not be aware of this, but I'm happy to reveal it here that uh, the jails are actually full. So I'm not sure where they're going to put all these people that are going in there by the boatload. Yeah, well, and that came up during budget uh, debate too. So we'll we'll get into that next time, Pete, and yeah. a whole bunch more. It's just yeah, anti politics as usual. Yep. All right, sounds good. I'll catch you uh, on weekends with Walshy. Great, thanks, Pete. We'll see you then. That was Chris Walsh from the NT Independent Online Newspaper. Weekends with Walshy back again Saturday morning. That'll be released around seven a.m. And News Bites. We're back next week. We'll catch you then. That was the Territory Story News Bites for this week. Thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.